What do you do when, even though you paid on time, your landlord kicks you out? Hey guys, this is Matthew. This is Molly. And we're back with another podcast. We're actually a little late this week, but we're here. This is the Out of Control Podcast, where we talk about living life a little bit out of control. And ultimately, we know that life eh, kind of pushes us to try to gain control of life. Yeah. And we think maybe the answer, at least the answer we're striving to live, is to live a little bit out of the control. In an out of control world. So, welcome to the podcast, and let's kick it off. All right, so we are going to talk about our current life circumstances, and there are a couple stories. The reason why, why are we talking about this? Why are we sharing this story? Because we are in the middle of it. Yeah, because we're in the middle of some serious out of controlness, and I think that it's easy to talk about living out, out of the control of the when control. you're not really out of control. Yeah, when everything's kind of going normal, but when all of a sudden you get a snowball thrown at your face. Actually, that's not a very good analogy because that's kind of fun. Well, no, I mean, depends on what speed. I don't want one at my face. Depends on the velocity, right? No, I don't but want snowball it. fights are fun. Not at your face. Which is actually going to be my... Fun fact? Fun fact for the day. Oh. Yeah. Do tell. Okay. So let's start the let's start the uh, the, the little, um, what do we call it? Episode? No, not episode. Little section. Oh, I <laughs> turned the volume up. Dang it. I hate when I try to do something cool and then that was fun facts with Matt and Molly. All right, guys, we're trying. Okay. Oh, I'm so, doing. You're trying. <laughs> All right. You're definitely going to be a little bit snarky today. Uh, all right. So my fun fact is uh, I once had a snowball fight with my kids at the top of a mountain, actually the edge of a canyon. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, it was driving here in our RV. Yep. So we were on our way here for some reason we, it was just to visit. It wasn't actually to live here yet. Yeah. But we did this weird thing for like one year where we went to the cold places when it was cold and the warm places when it was warm. And normally what people do is the reverse of that. We don't do what normal people do. Uh, it is very apparent about that. Right. So, um, what happened was we were driving up to Utah and when you drive to Utah, if you're going up to the Salt Lake area from, I think we might've been in Texas before that. And or somewhere so, down south. Yeah. So I think it was like January. So we were like dodging like winter storms and stuff. And we, I think we were actually coming up here because your sister's husband had just been diagnosed with platter. No, 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 no. That was in April. No, it was, it was, mm. uh, it was not. Well, there's still snow in, in the Canyon in April. Okay. Maybe that it probably was not January. No, but remember we came up here in January and we lived in Salt Lake in the snow. Do you not remember that? No. Yeah, we did that. So I don't remember which time it is. That's not important for the audience. They don't care. All they care about is we're driving up here and all of a sudden what happens is you're supposed to take Highway 6 to go north and I missed it. So you can still get to Highway 15, which runs north and south from the east. And so, but it takes you up this complete like other drive which is beautiful because you're driving up and see you can see down into all the canyons and at the top of the mountain we like pulled over and it was all snowy right on the edge of the canyon we had a snowball fight on the edge of the canyon it was so fun it was a good 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 memory that's awesome (laughs) all right well that's my fun (laughs) fact thank you for being so um interested Fun fact for me is that I'm a cool mom. Okay. I, I care to elaborate at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just let my, I didn't let him. We we talked about it, but we agreed. And he bought himself a motorcycle. Mm, you are a cool mom. That is a very cool mom. But thing. it's more like we're going to do a whole, a whole episode, episode on that because on that. Yeah. It's, I didn't really do it to be cool. Yeah. I just like to think that I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but maybe I get some cool points for that. Yeah, so, so subscribe if you want to hear that story as well, and uh, why why we are okay with our seventeen year old son having a motorcycle. But today we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. So um, all the 
exciting details will be coming. And there's some more exciting details that I'm not going to tell you in this episode, but they are coming. Let's just say my life is never boring. Mm, no. In fact, this story is going to add to the not boringness. So, all right. So we're going to tell you a little bit of a history of our housing situation. So we traveled on the road for two and a half years. And here's the point. Have you ever, or here's the question. Have it you ever. It was over two and a half years, wasn't it? Uh, we yeah. left in May and we landed in January. So. Yeah. A little over two and a half years. Okay. Thank you, Senora Precision. You're welcome. <laughs> I want every day that I spent on the road to count. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Um, I, I maybe need to just preface this that Molly and I have not been super connected this last little bit. So. As in just the last couple hours. Oh, okay. Uh, so there might be some snarkiness coming out of her and my responses to that okay but we're striving actually you said this last time you said every time we're in a fight we need to just do a podcast so here we are we're doing a podcast whenever we're not really fighting though we've... we're not fighting okay so uh <laughs> all right i'm so, just slightly off okay okay so um good news is she is very funny when she's off okay so the what happened with us was we traveled on the road for two and a half years in the rv a little bit more than two and a half years <laughs> And we ended up landing in Utah, but when we were here in Utah and we were trying to find a place and we had just gone through a downturn in my business. So uh, I think we had maybe had some credit issues. I don't know why we didn't buy. I think we just didn't. Well, we weren't sure where we wanted to live. We yeah. didn't, we didn't want to buy super fast and then be stuck there. Yeah. Cause we could have qualified. I'm sure we could have qualified for a house if we wanted to, but it just didn't make we sense. We literally we found sure where, yeah. a rental house over thanksgiving break in 2018 yeah we had like two weeks here we were rushing around trying to find houses one didn't work another one and then we found actually the house across the street we went and looked at it and the owner said oh i've also got another house but we you know i'm an entrepreneur so you know it's always like a little bit more complicated to show you know qualifications for income and stuff like that so so anyways we were back and forth with her on you know what we were trying to do and it seemed kind of weird that we've been traveling around so anyways and then she didn't want dogs and i know most landlords like are not that stable but it was a brand new house where we live it's a brand new house when we moved in we were the first people ever live in it and it's like three car garage it's a nice house it's a great house um but our landlord was like, I mean, right off the bat, she was like, all right, I need you to understand if you move into this house, like you're not allowed to put any holes in the walls. Can't hang the TV. You can't hang the TV on the wall. You can't, you can't change anything. Basically you can move your stuff in and, and live there basically yeah. exist, but you can't personalize it. Yeah. Um, and so like, I mean, she said like you could put like tiny holes in like tiny nails, like what the, are you going to hang from a tiny nail? Yeah. So, and we couldn't light candles. You don't like, well, yeah. And that's like, that one wasn't horrible, but, um, it, but you couldn't even like plant flowers. So she was just really particular. Right. And, um, so we have taken great care and there were some things that, that were promised to us, like, you know, some landscaping and, and originally it didn't have grass and that was supposed to go everything took longer or did not happen from her side and we were just cool with it we kind of rolled with the punches and there's been some situations where like we put um mulch in the flower beds just on the south side on the side, side of the house not on the front which of the is house the south and she was like oh i don't like mulch um no, this is what she said mm -hmm. i don't like mulch it attracts bugs yeah okay so we're we're uh in this difficult situation with this landlord because we love the house and what happens is our son starts to play football for the local high school and and unbeknownst to us we actually moved into like a prime spot yeah for especially for our circumstances the high school super close by mm -hmm. um and uh which has made it easier to navigate only having one car yeah and the high school is one of like the top 10 <laughs> ranked football teams in the state and so for a kid that really wants to play football and, 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 and the coaches, coach. yeah, the coaches are good men. They're not just good coaches, but yeah. they're good men. Uh, and even, even some of the other teams that have beat us in the past, I don't know that I'd wish my son played for well, them. Well, they, they focus not just on like the physical aspect of football, but like mental, they want to build these boys up to be well-rounded yeah. physically and mentally to handle the load of what playing a sport 
yeah. requires. Yeah. So I really respect that. And I've really appreciated the head coach and, and, and all the other coaches. I think they're good guys. Tyler's really been fighting for his shot there. He's not a big dude. He's only five, five. So he's fighting with the, you know, it's, it's a challenge because he kind of gets looked over for his size, even though he's a beast and he's stronger than most of the other players. Um, but it showed up the other day when he ran cause he ran a 40 and four, six. So we're super excited about his opportunity. And so we've been really committed. And so what we kind of about a year and a half into living in this house, cause we were thinking about trying to maybe build a house or buy a house or other options. And Molly was just like, well, I think I want to move and live somewhere else. So we thought, well, we'll just rent until he's gone and then we'll leave. Yeah. So that's kind of what we've been um, and, and, and frankly, some of my business stuff has been up and down. So the certainty levels of what level of house we could build or want to build, um, have been up and down. So we've, we've kind of, it made more sense to kind of wait until we've got some other things kind of at, at a point that we knew exactly what we could build and feel comfortable, um, on a monthly basis. So anyways, so we were, we're kind of on track to live in this house till Tyler graduates. He's about to become a junior this year, this fall. So he he's homeschooled, so he technically won't graduate. But his graduating year would be twenty twenty four. Yeah, he'll be playing football. So it, Utah is a state where you can play uh, high school sports. You can have dual enrollment, so he could take any type of class he wants at high school, and be exempt from everything else for homeschool. There which are is only really cool. a handful of states that have that law passed, which was one of the one of the reasons that I kind of felt drawn to move to Utah. Yeah. So I love it here. Molly's not sure long-term. Uh, I, I love the, the beauty of the mountains and, and snowboarding and all that. And so, in fact, I was just talking to someone who lives in North Carolina, and he lived here for four years, and he said he misses the Utah mountains. So I'm just, just putting that out okay, there. Well, gonna, I want to go to the Northeast. Oh, okay. Maybe they have better mountains there. So if you guys know well, of I just places. Want, I want trees. I want trees. Yeah. So we're living in this house and things are going pretty well. Like we kind of, you know, we're dealing with the, the issues with the landlord. Well, here's um, another little help paint the picture of our landlord. The first year we lived here, we find, we signed a year lease mm -hmm. and then we, we wanted to sign another year lease. And she said, no, I do month to month. Sure. After that first year, yeah. which to me is a little bit of a red flag meaning I want to be able to kick you out whenever I want. Yeah. Now, to her credit, she has kept our rent relatively low. Well, not relatively, very low compared to market increases that have happened. But that's pretty common for most landlords if they have a good tenant. We've never well, missed a payment. We, we paid all our payments ahead of schedule or on time during COVID when there's probably a lot of landlords that yeah. got the short end of the stick with right. their tenants. And yeah. so we've, we are actually, I'm going to, toot our own horn because mm -hmm. we were actually really good tenants well she's had three renters across the street on the house across the street while we, we've been here once we take really good care of the house yeah and so. it will be in it'll be in i mean it will look like someone lived here it won't look brand new but yeah we'll clean it up nice and it will no it'll look be great like for the next almost the same as what we got it in, other than in. just a couple nicks and knocks on some of the walls and then also the carpets being needing to be stretched but that's not on us that's just the carpet installer so so great house. We've loved it. All of a sudden what happens is, um, we are living in this house. And so a couple things, um, Molly values safety. I do. The world. Because if we go back to the positive intelligence, mm -hmm. one of my top ones was hypervigilant. Yeah. So Molly is very vigilant about things being safe for her children, for herself. I, on the other hand, um, if you weren't married to me, you probably would forget to lock your door. I would leave the doors unlocked most of the days. Or or open. Or possibly open. You actually yeah. left today and you didn't shut the back door really good. Mm -hmm. See? I just like to invite people in. I'm very welcoming. So um, very trusting, very welcoming. So so we have like and a... We're, we always... ADHD, let's be honest. And a little distracted sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so what happened was uh, I, we would wake up at one o'clock in the morning and Molly would like hit me and she'd be like, Hey, did you lock the back door? Now she wasn't talking about like the door to the garage. She was talking about the door from the garage to the back of the house. Now we don't have a gate, um, a fence, you know, um, she did not want to put a fence in. We talked about even doing some of the fence and she wasn't willing to like work with the neighbors on paying for part of the fence. 
anyways, she's a, she's, she's actually a really nice lady, but very much a stickler and positive intelligence has helped me to understand her better. And we're going to talk about this experience. So this is, although we're going to complain a little bit about her, this is actually a really powerful lesson about dealing with Karen's. The Karen's, Karen's the aren't really that nice, so I don't know how you. I know, but I'm gonna. There's actually like this was. This turns out to be a really valuable lesson. So it sounds like we're just whining, but we're actually gonna talk about the really valuable lesson okay. that I learned. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So we. Um, so so I decide. Hey, look, we're in the year 2021. There are technologies out there to help me with this problem, right? Problem. Molly wakes up at one o'clock. Wants me to get out of bed. Go walk into the cold garage and check out whether or not the door's locked. It, and I'll be honest, I never knew. I never knew if it was locked or unlocked. I mean, I, ne I never knew. So I don't check it every night. So I hated that though. So I buy one of those. Odd well, actually I had one from when our last house I was going to install in our last house before we moved. Maybe I even did and then took it off. I don't know. But um, so I installed a key code lock with uh, a lock. And the code that I put in there was the same code that went to our front door, which was available to our landlord. She had the code to get into our house. So even if she didn't have a key, she could get into the garage. Now the key was different because it was a slage versus quickset. Getting into too many details, but so anyways, all of a sudden one day we're at dinner with your cousins and I get a call or I get a text from her and she's like, did you change the locks? And I quickly responded and said, oh, it's the same code as the front door, you know, da, 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 go ahead and plug it in. You'll be able to get in. No problem. And then she's like, I did not give you permission to do this. This is not right. You cannot change the locks on my house. This is my house, not your house, whatever. So I call her up and I try to talk to her and she's like, this is grounds for, you've broken the contract. This is grounds for kicking you out. Da, 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 da. I've been very, very kind to you. I could raise the rent $500 if I wanted to right now. And I said, I very much appreciate they did, and I tried, and I said something that I really ticked her off. I said, "All I'm asking for," I said, "I just need you to understand. My wife has a little bit of OCD. She values safety, and this is a big issue for her. Here's what's going on." And so I installed the lock. I didn't think it was an issue because you still had the code. Um, and she's like, "Well, I couldn't get in the garage." Um, which she had written into the contract and apparently in the state of Utah, you can, whatever you write in a contract, it voids anything that is actually law here. So be careful what you sign. And we had agreed that she could come and get into the garage when she needed to. Um, so anyways, she was, she was trying to help with the sprinklers. So it wasn't like a weird thing, but, um, but she just showed up randomly, couldn't get in the garage, was mad anyways. So I said, I talked her down off the ledge of like wanting to kick us out. And I was like, Hey, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'll bring you the key to the back door. And the other thing that happened is the batteries had ran out on the garage remote. So the garage door wouldn't open either. So, so it looked like we'd kind of locked her out. And so rightfully so she might've felt a little bit of fear there, but the reality is then she tells me, Oh, well, I don't have the code to the front door because I lost my phone. My phone went dead. And when I replaced everything, I lost all the codes. So I was like, Oh, okay, well, here's the code. Your front door key would have worked. You could have gone through the front door and gone through if you really needed to get in the garage. Like I wasn't stopping you from doing that. Um, and you know, I'd have been fine with that. So anyways, she, uh, anyways, like if she would have like knocked knock and like open the door and been like, Hey, anybody here? Um, Oh, I'm just coming to check the sprinklers. I would have been like, okay, fine. Like that's cool. Like no big deal. No texting before you do that is cool. Well, that would have been cool too, but Anyway, but let's say we didn't respond because we were at dinner or something like that. That was, like I wouldn't have cared if she did that. Well, I know, but like text first, landlords. Yes. Okay. So she chews me out. I talk her down off a ledge. Finally, we're like, okay. So I, I, I said, okay, I'll bring you key, the extra key for that door, even though you have the code, which you don't need the key for. I'll bring you a key. She's like, well, don't bring me one. Bring me three. I want three keys. Da -da -da. I'm sorry. Bring her three <laughs> keys. So uh, anyways, but then I felt bad because I was like, oh, well, you know, this is bad. So then I researched and I found a key lock that would have the same keys. You didn't actually finish your thought when you said that you really upset her when you texted this. I texted this. Yeah, I thought you were going to say the humanity thing. Oh, when I said that, I said, you didn't finish I said that oh, thought. the thought was, well, I wasn't texting at this point. I was talking to her on the phone and I said, I said, can I please just get a little humanity? Like, I need you to understand my wife's got this thing that really drives is tough for her. And can I just get some humanity for her? And she was just like, you're telling me I'm not being a human. Da, 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 da. And she did not like that. So anyways, and, and 
I, and I've spent like hours on the phone, like just back and forth, this lady helping her like buy a Jeep. I've been like super nice to her. Like anytime she comes over, I talk to her about her business. I've been super nice anyways. And she is a nice human being. She does tell me that everybody calls her the iron lady, which I do understand. The um, iron lady. Yeah. Cause she's like iron. She's like hard as iron. Yeah. She says that like it's a compliment. No, I think the reality is she realizes that she wishes she could be a little bit less stickler, but she's not. So she didn't we'll talk about what we hard. learned. So anyways, so then what happens is I'm talking a lot here on this <laughs> podcast. Um, so you got to jump in whenever you got something. Okay. But I, to be fair, I don't interact with her mm-hmm. and it's a good thing that I don't. Yeah. Because at this point. I don't have anything nice to say. I don't um, hate her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wished a lot of ill will on her. <laughs> um, once we get to the point of her kicking us out. Okay. Um, but I don't anymore. But I don't have... I can, I'm polite and cordial. Yeah. But I don't have to go out of my way to be nice to her. And I'm not going to. I will leave the house so beautifully spotless. Like, I take good care of this. Yeah, like, yeah. I would never intentionally ruin something. Yeah. In the house when we move out. Mm-hmm. Like, I want her to regret kicking us out because we did such a good job. Sure. With her house. Fair thing. enough. But um, I don't have to like her. Like, Yeah, I think we operate a little bit differently in life. Um, I don't like those negative feelings about people. I don't think you well, care. I don't, I don't feel negative yeah. towards her anymore, but I don't have to like everyone I come across. Fair enough. I can be polite and, you know. Yeah. And just choose not to have them be a part of my life. Like we're moving out, which is a, a, one of the silver linings. Mm-hmm. And I'll be done. I don't really give her much thought. Like I did have to work through my feelings of hate because I did. Mm-hmm. I haven't hated a whole lot of people in this life, but mm-hmm. she was one of them for a time period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't anymore. So how do we deal with these things when we're in the middle of like just really being frustrated with somebody else because of either something they're doing that we feel like they can't, we can't control. I think this is like the, the epitome of like what we're talking about here with this podcast is it's sometimes like, like as much as you want to try to live in acceptance and surrender and all this blah, 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 blah. At times people, other people impact your life in a way that is dramatic, is significant and cost you lots of money i mean this move is going to cost us it's it cost a lot yeah to, it's gonna... to have to put first and last month rent down yeah yeah and just the moving and yeah all that that comes with it yeah and not to mention stress and all that so so it is it is an expense so what do you do how do you operate in this world when people throw these curveballs at you whether it's family or friends or or landlords or bosses or whatever that's kind of the the question, and so I, I think I'm going to try to share with you. So we'll we'll dig a little bit deeper into the the nest, the details of this. But what happened was we ended up in a situation where um, I I went and I found locks that would work with the same keys as the front door. So that was a brand name Quickset. So I figured out that I could switch out that back lock, and then I was like, oh well, actually, if I get a certain type of this lock i can actually switch out all the locks then i can know if the doors are locked from anywhere and at this point we did not have we had a keep keypad but it didn't work like that was it it was just a keypad that would unlock and lock the door it wouldn't like let me know that the door on the front door on the front door because it was wired for vivant and we didn't want to pay vivant's yeah, they were kind of ridiculous what all they wanted to Silly set up the same stuff. Fees so, and stuff. And yeah. I wanted to kind of integrate it with Alexa and I wanted it to, anyway, so that so I, I did a bunch of research and I found a way to get all this stuff and get it set up and then add a ring, a ring doorbell. Because this was kind of when everything was going kind of crazy with, you know, you're like there's mobs going on, there's all this safety stuff. And I'm not even a big safety person. And I was feeling like, some of the craziness of the world going on in 2020, 2021. And so I was like, okay, I think it'd be good to install this stuff. So I switched it all out. It's all relatively easy for me at least to, to switch this stuff out. I didn't put any new holes. I didn't, you know, do anything that to damage the house. All I did was just switch out locks. Right. And anyways, and she, I guess she didn't notice for quite a while. Um, cause we got through most of the winter without her noticing, which is probably because she didn't come over for anything other than like sprinklers, whatever. So all of a sudden I get a text the other day, uh, about a month, a month and a half ago. And it was, uh, a notice that it was the, 
it was, hey, did you switch out the doorbell and the front lock? And I said, oh, I said, yes, I did. Um, I always felt bad about the last situation with the locks not matching. So I replaced the lock on the back with a key that worked. This now, the whole house is set up with all the same codes, all the same locks, all the same keys. You have full access to everything. You know, I'll be glad to replace this. I'll even be glad to write something if you'd like that says in the event that you had to kick us out or we abandoned the house that you could keep the locks or something like that. And she writes back, absolutely not. This is, and I said, I didn't mean any disrespect. I apologize for the frustration. And I felt like I did a really good job of being kind and, and understanding that this was creating stress for her. And um, she responded with, no, all of this is disrespectful and this is not your house. And I don't know if I trust you anymore. I don't know if this relationship is going to work out. So I was like, oh boy. So I started looking for rental properties because I was like nervous. And this was, and, and I got that text at like 10 o'clock at night. So the next day was Mother's Day. So I thought, oh, well, I don't want to create stress for her on Mother's Day. Um, I don't want to add to this. We'll deal with this on Monday. You know, I don't, I don't want to keep going back and forth. And anyways, with her on Mother's Day, I let her have her Mother's Day. We'll talk on Monday. Well, at two o'clock in the afternoon, knock on the door. Her husband drops off a letter that says, no cause, notice to vacate. So she wasn't saying that, that there was a cause for us to vacate. She was just basically exercising her rights to ask us to vacate in 30 days. Which was going to fall on Tyler's birthday. So it was delivered on Mother's Day, Sunday, and it was the day we had to be out was Tyler's birthday. And, and so, let's just note that her husband delivered the notice like someone would deliver cookies. Oh, it was like cookies. cookies. Yeah. It was like, oh, here, thanks. All right, have a great day. I'm like, um, okay. So I you, knew what it yeah. was before I even opened it, um, but I could just sense that she was this anyways so i don't know who, i don't know who does this thing and and i did send her a little bit of a i'd been very very kind up until this point and at that point i did say hey look um i understand that you want us out like i can understand if you feel like i violated your trust and you want to have us out but to send this over on mother's day like that's kind of rude to do to another mother like like you could have thought about her on the, this day the woman really doesn't have humanity well, she, she, she's a stickler. She has a high level of stickler in her. And so, um, so that obviously put Molly in a very precarious feeling position. How would you want to describe kind of what you've gone through, like with that journey since then? Um, well, I was upset at first mm -hmm. because I would not even, I'm a stickler, but mm -hmm. I would never do that to somebody. Yeah, I felt like it, I felt like it was a little bit absurd. I, I will share some later insights, but well, you can, and you you are good at justifying people's actions because you are exceptionally kind. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I I call it how I see it. Yeah, and and I don't. She is an extreme stickler, and I get that she probably has reasons for why she does the things she does. Mm -hmm. But I think that also she lacks compassion mm -hmm. and grace and holding space for people because she doesn't see people as humans. She sees other people as they should do what she wants them to do when she wants them to do it exactly as she wants it done because she's the superior landlord and we're her, her tenant minions. That's, that's I can appreciate how you feel that. Yeah. Um, so you, Matt will come across as the nice guy and I'll come across as the witchy person. We'll put it that way. <laughs> so I, I, th so before we go into like what I learned from this experience, so obviously the, the kick, the kicker was we were supposed to be out in 30 days. Um, and we're in a very, very hot market right now where we're at, even though the market shifted about three months ago with the interest rates increasing, like there were still like very few properties. We did find, we found one property, we applied for it, spent 90 bucks on the application. And then the next morning they said the property is gone. We picked another property, two doors down, and we were about to sign that property. And I just was like, oh, it was because it, it was downsizing on the, again, there was no yard yet because yeah. Utah's really weird. When you build a house, a yard doesn't actually come with it. You yeah. have to put that in yourself. Um, but I will say our options were also limited because we agreed as a family to stay in the school district yeah. for Tyler. Right. So we had a certain budget. Right. 
and a certain area. Yeah. And I feel that like that greatly diminished yeah, our options. A, I did find a really cool house, but it was outside of the, and it would have been even more expensive than we're going to pay, but it would have been an amazing house. Um, so it would have been much bigger. It would have been yeah, bigger and better than this house and just a little bit more than what we're paying at the new house that we did choose. So we, we find this other house. Um, we apply again, spend another 80 bucks or whatever it was to apply. And, uh, and then they approve us and we're, we get the cash to go make the deposit and we're about to go make the deposit. And then I like at eight o'clock that night and I like, I'm like, I'm just going to look one more time. And this is kind of the other side of this where sometimes when you just accept the chaos that's happening, but you just stay aware, stay open. Sometimes things show up and there was another house that popped up and we looked at like, I don't know how 15 houses. We looked at a lot and I, and I cried walking through some of them Yeah, because they were just so tiny. Yeah. So the, the house that we were going to put the deposit on would have been ready right away we could have moved in right away and so that would have matched the timelines for moving out of the house that we have now however the new house that i so so i go online and i look and i find a house and it's so our house is a five bedroom three car garage this house is a five bedroom three car garage it's a little bit smaller but the floor plan's not as open it's not as ideal as this house i'm just saying the house room right now is the open floor plan newer house concept yeah. Where it, it flows and it feels really just nice. Yeah. And I think it adds to this feeling how big or how little a house feels is how the floor plan is laid out. And mm-hmm. this one is really nice. Yeah. It's a 2019 house. So it was built like a 2019 house. The house we found was a 2005. So it's built like a 2005 right. It's house. a little bit smaller and the rooms are yeah. significantly smaller. Yes. But we go look at it. It. The nice thing is it does have a space for the RV and it has this backyard with a gate, which we've never had. It's actually a four bedroom because you can't technically classify a bedroom as a bedroom if it doesn't have a closet. Yeah. So technically that one bedroom downstairs is actually not a bedroom. It's a built out storage room. Okay. Sure. Um, Hey, I call it how I see it. Yes, you do. And let's be accurate. Okay. You guys hear the stickler in her? Anyways, so <laughs> so we, we so we walk through the house and we talk. So actually, what happens is I text the guy and I'm like, I'm supposed to go give money to this other lady, and I'm like, hey, dude, like, can you respond? And the guy's not responding. And then finally, he texts at like nine. Oh, what I do is, you had a business meeting. Oh no, so he postponed. texts at seven. He says, hey, I'm sorry, I'm in China. I can't talk right now, but I can talk in like two hours. So I'm like, all right, I got a hold of the guy. I'm gonna put off the other house for one more day so we we pushed them off i did have another meeting that actually held me up and i probably would have been late anyways um so we we end up pushing off the house we we're gonna buy and we end up and i talked to the guy at 10 o'clock that night he sounds like a super good dude and um really easy to work with like, and, a, like a normal landlord yeah we apply again so we spend another whatever 75 bucks 90 bucks i can't remember how much it is to apply because you have to apply for two people both of us anyways we apply actually before we've even seen the house because we're like we need to be able to like go in he works with the existing tenants so we can go in at five o'clock the next day we're supposed to meet the other people at six o'clock to give them the cash we show up at five we walk through the house real quick and we're like yeah let's do it and so we call him up we're like yep let's do it he writes the contract and we back out of the other house so we've got a house but this house we can't move until july 1st and we're supposed to be out of the house we're in right now, June 7th. And obviously this lady's not happy with me. So now I'm like, <laughs> what am I going to do? And so I research everything. Like, could we just stay? And there, there were ways in which I could kind of, I mean, she probably wouldn't have been able to get us out, you know, within that three weeks, but I didn't want to like, I didn't want to have an eviction on my record. I didn't Utah wanna, is very landlord friendly. Very landlord friendly. Very, very landlord friendly. So I was like, okay, let me see if I can work something out with her. So I text her some options, basically saying, hey, look, can I pay you for the extra time at the higher rate, rent rate? She texts back. She's like, this sounds all good for you, but not good for me. I said, okay, well, can we talk about what would be good for you? Can we do it? And this is, um, this is where things really opened up for me. It was really an interesting experience. But before we get into that, do you want to say anything else about where we're at right now in the story? Um, no, because I'm doing a lot of talking. You are, but you're the one that. I mean, I can share how I was feeling, and and yeah, 
Well, how did you feel once we found the other house? Uh, much better. Because I can, I was still stressed about where we were going to go mm-hmm. for those three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt a lot better after locking in. Like, okay, I knew that we had a place to go to. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm a good packer. Yeah, you are. I don't necessarily like to do it. Nor did I want to spend the money on having to pack. But mm-hmm. I'm very capable of doing it. So I was, I was feeling way better after we locked that house in and that it was relatively the same size. But there was still a lot of stress because we didn't know what was going to happen between the three weeks. No, because you kept throwing out ideas that I was like, no way in hell are we doing that for three (laughs) weeks. (laughs) So we looked at like all the options. So it was like we could move into the RV for three weeks, um, but there wasn't really anywhere close to park it. So we didn't know how Tyler could get back and forth from. We did have a friend up in Layton that, graciously offered her house but again tyler has football football down here and both boys have work down here that that just wouldn't have worked out yeah just a lot of nuances um we found a place to park the rv where we could then go do an airbnb but that was going to cost like it was like forty five hundred dollars or five grand and then we'd have to move twice because we have to move everything in storage and then move everything again so you have the moving expense twice it's just a lot of chaos to try to move twice and, and do this temporary thing. And then there was still some question, even with the landlord, with the new house, if it would absolutely be ready by the 1st of July yeah. at that point. So he needed like another week, even after we signed the contract to really confirm that even though we signed the contract for July 1st, that he still needed a little bit of time to really confirm that we could get, it is, has been confirmed now and we're, we're good, but, but so a little bit of relief, but still some pressure, a little bit of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so before we go into like what I learned, what, what do you, as you look at this, if someone is in this situation where they feel like life, other people are creating like all this out of controlness, what do you feel like you did good? And what do you feel like you wish, what, what, I mean, what do you learn from this, from your, I learned that I can actually really hate people. (laughs) Like I, I, I now can have, I have more empathy for people. Like when you feel like you get really wronged, I can see Mm -hmm. how people can get stuck, Mm. especially even take it a step further. Like if someone hurt my kids, like that's a, it's learning how to process through that and let that go. That that's like a big lesson. Cause I feel like I've had, have had a relatively nice life Mm. where I haven't had a whole lot of rejection. I haven't felt really wronged i mean we've gone through our own things in our marriage but mm-hmm. overall i don't i haven't had to really process really negative feelings about someone so what have you learned about processing that um that it's really hard <laughs> so the empathy for others that maybe are stuck is one of the things that you feel like you've learned yeah um I could probably stand to learn that lesson a little better. And and also it is it is really helpful to have, you know, people around you that will just let you cry or just listen to you and Yeah, and you also, had a really good friend that like came over like Mother's Day night. Yeah, yeah. I was like, You don't have to come over and she, and said, she just already, been through her own junk that she was in the well, middle of. Like if you with, looked yeah. at what I'm going through and what she's gone through, but this is what it's makes like her nothing. such a great yeah, friend. She, she's, been she's like, we so don't, more. you don't, she's like, you can't compare your stuff to my stuff. Like mm-hmm. there, you know, you can have hard things too. And I was like, you don't have to come over. And she's like, I'm already on my way. <laughs> yeah. She's a super good friend. And you've, you've been a super good friend to her. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I, I think having friends and I think having you, cause you, you gave me space to complain, mm-hmm. to cry, to feel all the things. And then sometimes you would also also push me to be like, okay, like, do you like see how you're getting stuck? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a hard thing for, I don't know that all men are like me, but for men with our fix it personality and like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's a man thing or a masculinity thing or whatever. Like to me, I feel like I can step back and look at the whole picture and say, yeah, this sucks but the value of sitting in the, it sucks is not equivalent to the value of doing what we can about what we can. And I think also 
um, as a mom, mm-hmm. I'm not saying all moms do this, but I definitely do. Mm-hmm. I start thinking about, okay, how is this going to affect my kids? Mm-hmm. And I'm taking on, like, I'm thinking of all the emotions they may be feeling, mm-hmm. how it's going to affect them in, in the harder ways. And how can I help mitigate some of that? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a little bit easier for them. Yeah. And I think, I actually think that's one thing that I, some, I struggle with sometimes as a parent or, you know, sometimes with you is, is I feel like our emotions highly impact our kids. And so if we are getting stuck in something, I think we can actually cause our kids to experience things that they don't need to experience themselves. They they experience stress because of our experience of stress. Probably. I think in general, we as human beings Mm -hmm. experience stress, um, as like an overflow of someone else's stress, right? It might nece- we might not necessarily have felt stress if it, but I also think it was valuable for them to see me go through my process of, yeah. of handling it. Like it, it's not always done perfectly and it is kind of messy sometimes. And I'm also doing the hard work. Yeah. I, I, and I think that is one thing that with us, we are not afraid and I think it's good. Like we're, we, we want our kids to know that they're not going to always be able to handle everything perfectly. And, yeah. and we haven't tried to set the stage up. I think I trying to lean this way sometimes, but I think it's actually okay to be like, look, that's okay. This is messy. I don't lean that way at all. So <laughs> <laughs> this is messy. I'm not good at handling this. And it's okay if you're not good at handling all the things in your life. Right. Showing that like you need a team, yeah. you need your people to help you get through some of the harder things. Yeah. And you might not necessarily know what those hard things are until they actually yeah. show up. So there were two significant things of value that came out of this whole experience for me. And one of those I'm going to talk about right now. And then one of those we'll talk about more in the future, but I'll mention it today. Um, and and so obviously for me, this is challenging. Like it becomes really challenging in our relationship because you, when you're stressed, you go to disconnection from most things in your life and focused on well, in this case, it was packing yeah. and controlling, organizing, whatever you can. Con- can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. I think also because mm-hmm. um, I do lean heavily on valuing certainty. Yeah. Um, I think because our finances have been so up and down right. over the last five years, is that then you throw something in the mix that costs a lot of money. Yeah. Like if. Sure. If money was unlimited, if, then who cares? Right. Yeah. And, and maybe we're not, not hurting. Like, no, we're not hurting, so but and like, not even unlimited, but like just where you really could have more op- I, money gives you options. Sure. And so when I'm feeling a, some stress around that and knowing that, you know, we have to stay in this price range and we have to, you know, yeah, yeah we're yeah. not going to hire a moving company. We actually never have. <laughs> and I keep saying I want to, but then I'm like, I do have control issues. And so, mm-hmm. Maybe I wouldn't even like a moving company. Yeah. Um, but I think you also so you you take our up and down, and we're 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 not hurting by any means. Mm-hmm. We're just from what I we're very blessed. And very what lucky I feel comfortable with, we have, but it's not an unlimited amount of money. And then you throw in more uncertainty, and then I'm kind of like, then I've capped off, like I'm overflowing now with uncertainty. With uncertainty, yeah. Which, which, how, then how does that, what, so what are your mechanisms of control that you go, or what do you, what do you? Well, I just go to the things that can be done and mm-hmm. that's what I tend yeah. to focus on. And I feel like you kind of shut the world and people out. Yeah. But I think I did better this time. No, no, no. You, 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 I'm not trying to make it sound like, but yeah, there, there's, this is complicated. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that this is very normal for people yeah. to do. Well, I think before I would also shut my emotions off. Mm-hmm. So I was either like extremely focused or I'm angry. I feel I just, yeah, have this. He, yeah, yeah. That's the big difference is I think before you felt like the emotions would well up and then there was this need to express that emotion and it would, it would be destructive. Well, because, uh, all the hard emotions I was feeling would mm-hmm. manifest as only anger in the past yes, because yes. anger is safe, meaning it, anger doesn't feel vulnerable. Being sad, being uncertain, being scared, being overwhelmed 
when you share emotions like that, mm-hmm. it it's more it feels more vulnerable. You feel more open yeah. to uh, criticism or someone not supporting you, or yeah, you feel weak. You it can make you feel weak, right? Anger. Anger sort of is this like yeah false strength false strength of and control yeah that's a good point yeah which I mean, I mean we've had our moment we both had some anger in these last few weeks in our in our bad moments um, but definitely yeah this that there I haven't felt that from you and so in that way yeah that's been though there's more distance and you're kind of in your own space there's definitely less I don't feel like you're like pissed off at me all the time like it maybe would have felt in the past on some things so what why, why is it that you're not what what is it that you're doing that's working better for you to not feel the anger as much as I don't know a if mechanism it's, if it's anything i'm currently doing i think it's all the things that i have been doing mm-hmm. or maybe i'm just a better human being and not as angryable or is well, that a word no, i kidding. don't think that's a word but i no. but i think the work we've done together has allowed mm-hmm. and created a space for me to be better about sharing my emotions other than anger. Yeah. So I th- I feel like we have done really pretty. I mean, it, this has been high stress for you, higher, higher stress than we've had in the last three years on any one certain situation. And I think we have done better. And summer it. is my busy season for yeah. homeschooling. So here I am thinking we're wrapping up homeschool for the year and I'm going to, I'm already thinking, um, about things I'm going to research to pick the curriculum, to turn in their schedules to my tech high, to then work on Tyler's transcript to get that all, you know, squared mm-hmm. away with the NCAA. And, and then, and we had some, we have some vacations. So I'm like already planning kind mm-hmm. of how my summer's going to go. And also like, yay, I get to like relax a little bit. And yeah. So it's busy in that you're, you you do all your planning for the next year during the summer. So you kind of have a targeted expectation of I'm going to get these things done by these certain markers. And now I've got to fit all this other stuff into that. The packing of this house, the moving, the right, moving as much the as It's the packing and then you got to clean this house and then you got to move into the next house. And then you have yeah. to figure out where everything's, everything's going to go. And yeah. And then we like five days after we move from this house, we have a vacation, yeah. which is not my ideal. It would probably be good practice for me mm-hmm. because I would typically, we would move and I would not stop until that house was put together, yeah. which is good and bad, right? It's nice when it's done, but it is highly stressful and disconnecting during the process. Yeah. Um, it's like, if, like how busy you are when you start a company. Yeah. That's how busy I am when I put the house together. Yeah, but I, but I feel like that um, with, with my world, I don't feel like I try to disconnect from you when I'm busy building things. I may be not available, but I don't feel like I'm well, emotionally this whole, disconnecting. This could be a whole different podcast because I, I will say that when you started the real Alliance mm-hmm. way back when it mm-hmm. was disconnecting cause you weren't hardly around and, and you stayed up, you pulled many all nighters every week. Yeah. So future podcast guys because okay. it's all a point of view thing right yeah, no, because you don't see it that way doesn't mean it actually didn't feel a different way for me okay so we'll have to hash that out so i'm going to finish this story okay. we'll wrap up this podcast and then maybe we'll talk about that one, that one in the next one or some other one uh, which i'm totally game for hearing your perspective on because i think we can feel disconnected in different ways right yeah and so i think it's actually a helpful conversation to have because you're constantly going throughout your day and and We'll get into it, mm-hmm. but you're either doing things to help you feel connected to your partner or you're accidentally doing things yeah. that make them feel not connected to you. Yeah. You may still feel connected, right? but it actually is an interesting conversation. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be fun to figure out how, because I think we might think have like some more aha moments. <laughs> we could use a few more probably. Okay. So future podcast. All right. So. With this situation, what I learned was uh, from the conversation that I had. So I finally was in this like back against the wall. There were no other options. I had people that were like, yeah, just stay. Who cares? If she kicks you out, she can kick you out. It's not going to happen less than three weeks and da 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 da. But my deal is, hey, look, there. I have a deposit that I possibly could get something back of. Um, I 
could piss her off really bad and she could make that like she could make that deposit go away like this and, and add a whole bunch of other expenses you know she all of a sudden starts nitpicking every little nick and and issue in the in the uh, deal and all of a sudden we're in a problem we, we've got a problem so here's the story of what happened and what I learned from it so I um, get on the phone with our landlord and once again I felt like we had had a pretty decent, I, I try to be very kind to her for someone who is very much a stickler. And there are certain things like I'd asked, Hey, can I paint the garage? Because I was going to maybe do some filming for some stuff. And I wanted the garage to maybe look a little nicer than just the sheetrock taped embedded. And she was like, Oh no, why would you want to do that? No, 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 you can't do that. And I was like, you know, I was going to install like storage in the top of the garage and she did not want that to happen. Like there was just no opportunities to do any, in fact, we weren't even allowed to have toilet paper holders on the wall in the toilet room, right. In the, in the actual room where the toilets were. So like, she was just, and the towel hooks were and really like bolted on with like odd. bolts <laughs> well they were in really odd locations like yeah. they were in the general area you would put it well because she put them in she wanted them in studs yeah and the studs were closer to the mirror they weren't like really so positioned dumb. right it's and so, so dumb. i'm sorry it was yeah and so anyways uh it's her house i get it and so so uh, to me this is what i so one of the things about me is i'm a i'm not a letter of the law i'm a spirit of the law kind of person i'm a what's the purpose that someone is doing this for let me figure that out and then i'll i'll work within those guidelines right so which was kind of why i was like look I, i'll make sure your locks are exactly the same locks i'm not actually changing your locks i'm just changing the device that's actually allowing you to turn the key right to me that's not changing your locks that's just changing the locks you know so anyways um so I get on the phone with her and she says, all right, well, you know, and I had texted her kind of my idea and she said, okay, well, before we go any further, do you want to like, let me know what it is that you're, you know, any, any other case that you want to present? Cause I've got my opinions and I've got my side. I'll tell you, but I want to hear anything else. So, <laughs> so I kind of represent the whole thing and I say, look, you know, I feel like we've been very good tenants. We take really good care of the house. I know you haven't been in the house, but I can tell you that we take really good care of it. it it's going to have some nicks, you know, here and there. We've had kids, you know, in the house, but, but for the most part, the house really does look incredibly, it's very clean. You know, the toilets are clean. The bathrooms are clean. The showers are clean. Like everything is like we, when we moved in, right. Um, other than just, like I said, having a few nicks from, a, you know, furniture hitting the wall or something when you're walking by it, like most houses have. Um, and then the carpets we've, we even paid to have them cleaned halfway through, which actually I don't think we were supposed to do. Actually in the contract, I really realized that we were not supposed to do that and pay for that. But anyways, here nor there. So, um, we have no control and, and, and she's like, well, you do know when you move out, you cannot fix any of the holes that you made in the walls. And I was like, okay like that's the weirdest thing ever that i can't fix the stuff but anyways so because i will say the command hooks, hooks mm -hmm. they pull off paint sometimes yeah they do and that's kind of frustrating because i could easily touch that up um because we do have the paint color anyways but it is what it is so so we go through this whole thing and then she kind of she says well your offer which i offered her like twenty eight hundred dollars we, we, we've been paying twenty three twenty five so i said hey i'll pay you twenty eight hundred dollars for the month of July, let us move out on July 2nd. And then, and then she brings up, well, July 2nd's not good. Cause then I've got to do a, a, you know, make ready on the house for the next renter. And I haven't showed it. And that's the holiday weekend. And the more we go into the year, the less renters there are and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I don't, you know, the market is crazy. Like you're not going to have trouble finding a renter and you're going to get more rent than what we're paying i totally agree with that and i was willing to pay a higher rent and then she was like no 2800 is not she's like if anybody lives here after june 7th they're going to be paying 3200 dollars a month and i was like man this lady is really being tough to like <laughs> but i just sat there and i listened to her and i tried to sit in some humility and this was the this was a really interesting experience because i was frustrated i was like i feel like this lady's being unreasonable I feel like this lady's not really caring about me. I feel like she's, you know, I get that she wants a higher rent and, and that's, you know, maybe part of her motivation, but she did share with me. She's like, you know, I need you to understand this is my retirement and I've been allowing you to pay $500 less rent than what this could bring. And really even more than that, which technically is probably closer to $800. But right? she never, 
she never asked us. No, she never asked us for that. No, she didn't. And she was probably going to raise rent some, but she's like, so that's $6,000 a year that I could be putting in my retirement that I haven't been. And I feel like you have just done what you want to do and you've disrespected that and you haven't appreciated that. And you say you appreciate it, but you really haven't. And, you know, there was this moment where with all the anger and all the frustration that I had for this lady that I heard her and I heard her soul and I heard her heart and I honestly started crying because I realized how much what I had done is had hurt her. And I'm not someone who likes to hurt people. Um, and although I don't agree with her, um, and I think we sometimes don't agree with people, I think the exercise of being able to hear them, which I'm not always great at. I'm obviously no, not always great at you're with not you. not great with me. Yeah. But you do it with, but with others for some Karens. reason. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, different expectations. That's another them. podcast, guys. So <laughs> I, but it was, it was this actually like really odd moment of shift for me where I went from being like just trying to, I, what I realized was I went into the conversation just trying to get what was best for me and mine. And I stepped into a place of really trying to understand her and find out if I could understand what her perspective was. And once I understood that, part of what it was is she said, you remind me a lot of my son. And I thought it was really, it was really kind. And I think that, and she, and she's like, and so th- this is what I realized it was. This is my take on what I feel like it was. Does she like her son? Yeah, she does. She loves her son. <laughs> she has a hard time with him. She totally admitted all this to me. She has a hard time with him, but she loves him. Wonder why. And I and and I and what I realized is that what really went on was she felt like I was a close friend and a close friend would not betray her like this. Now I don't think that these things that I did were grounds for betrayal, but it doesn't matter what my perspective is. Like someone else's perspective is someone else's perspective. And so it was just, just this. Can really, I quote you on that in the future? You can quote it right to my face whenever I am not doing this okay. with you. Okay. But it was an interesting, and and I got off the phone with her, and, and and anyway, she ended up and she gave us a relatively fair deal. We were able to buy out. She actually, her issue was she did not want to have the house go back on the market on July second because of the holidays so she actually gave us till july 7th so now we have an overlap of seven days we can between having this house and the other house which even though we're paying a little bit more for that it's still less than two moves and a airbnb and all the other issues that we would have had had we have tried to move twice we can move once and molly's already packed the whole house up anyways practically no, I'm not. <laughs> most there's of still it. lots yeah, but you've already backed up most of that. So, so anyway, so it it was uh it worked out. We I went ahead and sent her the money right away to cover the next month and seven days of rent early. Um, so we have put a lot of money out, you know, lots of money out over the last little bit. But we have a new house, and I learned that even with the Karens of this world, if we will sit with them and understand, at the end of the day, someone someone has done something in her world that has caused her to mistrust people or to desire to have little impact on her life. I don't know what it is exactly fully, but um, I think she did care about me. And I think that when we care about people and, and we like people and we feel like they, we can trust them, um, the chances of betrayal can become greater. And that was, that was kind of a important lesson for me. And so um I don't know. I, I, I Do I think that she did everything right? Not necessarily. Um, but I can appreciate why she did what she did and how she, and, 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 and so that was, it was powerful for me to feel that shift in myself. And I hope to be someone who can do better at that with people more quickly. So me too, I support you on that. So obviously Molly wishes I could do that with her more effectively. So um, we actually ended up both in a very, very good place um, with us and the landlord. And so I hope that our. Right. But I, but I also want to go back to like, it's okay. Like I don't have to like her. I think, I think it's okay to set boundaries. Like no, I, th- I, think I don't okay hate her. Like I don't hate her anymore. I, I, I think it's okay to not like have everybody be your best friend, 
but no, not, I think it's. A, I think it's when you have not I'm like neutral, energy. No, I'm neutral. I don't okay. like her or dislike her. I just, I, I don't like actually the energy she brings. Sure. So, I'm choosing to not have that a part of my life, and yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think people necessarily need to feel like they have to like everybody because you will meet plenty of people in your life that you don't energetically vibe with. You don't agree with them you don't yeah like how they enter like how they live their life and so you just can move on and i think you can have neutral feelings about someone i don't know that that you have neutral feelings no i i don't hate her no i don't think you hate her and i don't wish ill will yeah i just i don't personally like her i don't like how she operates so i think this is the question and maybe we'll post you know we'll we'll wrap this podcast up and and is is um, where is the balance of having not like energy? Meaning I, I still have a negative energy towards someone. It's not hatred, but it's, it's no, just I, like, I, I want negative. to avoid them and stay away no, from them. I just, I, I don't want to be her friend and I don't want her in my life. She can go on living her life how she wants. I choose no, I, I can appreciate not to invite uh, yeah, her into that's my fine. space. That's fine. And I think people need to do that sometimes. Well, I think, I think boundaries are, are appropriate. But I think that's, I mean, I would see that happening if you choose to get a divorce or, or you have someone in your family who you don't want a part of your life. Like you, you don't not like them, but you don't like yeah. them and that you're well, just choosing not to have them sure. be a part of you, your life. No, I forward. think if someone abused you as a child and and um you are going to choose to not have them in your life anymore not not even abuse but like well i'm I'm trying to give an extreme because i think in that situation i think it it makes sense right like you can forgive someone and not want them in your life right like yeah but it doesn't even have to be extreme sure like yeah your friend that we just went out with she doesn't have interaction with her brother because of some of his toxic energy that mm-hmm. he brings to her, their relationship. And I think that's perfectly fine. Sure. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not going to get into that. I'm just saying there's more, there's other examples. It doesn't have to be extreme like abuse. Yeah. I think we have to be real sensitive. This is, I guess my, my question that I think takes some real honesty of heart is, is there still negative residue of energy there? And I think you have to, I think you really have to ask yourself that, like, like have, can I truly be neutral about this person and not be negative because it's the, the behavior of choosing to, to not have someone in your life or say, I don't want this person a part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think it is fair. And I think there's even times where that's healthy. Like that's the healthy thing because the other person is only bringing negativity into your life. Um, and I think it takes a real raw honesty to ask yourself, is there negative residue there? Well, it's not only negative energy. It could just be like not positive energy. Like sometimes people's energy, you don't feel positive about someone. Sometimes people's energy takes Mm -hmm. a lot of effort and energy on my part to be with them. Fair enough. And I think empaths and other people that have significant energy processing. Like I, 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 I can don't, see I'm her and I'm going to be polite, but I, I just don't feel like interacting with her. Okay. But if you are really honest about that energy you feel to her, is there negative energy there? Maybe a little bit still, but not, okay. Not that much. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, and I'm not here to, I'm not here really here to try to right, judge but I you. Don't, I'm, I'm just asking us in life. But I don't think you have to, oh, that was not good. I don't think you have to like everyone in this world. I don't expect everyone to like me. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm not, I definitely don't think it's good and healthy to like live a life where you're trying to make everybody like you. I, I really, it's actually not about whether they like you. It's really the question of, am I allowing an energetic residue that is negative to abide in my body? I'm almost rid of it. And I think moving out will be really good. And I don't No, I, I, I 100% am excited about having a new landlord. 
right? And I now feel about her whole. Like, I, that, I guess that's what I'm saying. I, I see her point of view. I don't agree with her behavior, right? Kind of like, I don't think that you would ever agree with someone who has abused you behavior. Mm-hmm. You might be able to understand it. Maybe they were abused themselves, right? And so they may have not processed life well and, and done better. And hopefully this is not too triggering for anybody because I'm not trying to excuse or make right anybody else's behaviors, right? And, and my little getting kicked out of the house is not comparable to someone's uh, being abused. But at the end of the day, I, 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 I think that, that it, the healing journey takes us to a place where we see another person wholly. Mm-hmm. We see why they did what they did. We see, we, we see more fully like the history of maybe what caused them. Maybe we have the story. Maybe we don't have the story. And in that, we see that was a human behaving as a human. Was their behavior the most honorable, the most powerful, the most effective, the most kind? Maybe not. In fact, it might have been the exact opposite of that. And had I I been in their shoes, walked to their life, and that's where I guess I sit with her. I feel like had I walked in her shoes, I don't know that I could say that I would have done anything differently. Well, I don't think I can say that about anybody. But sitting in that space is what, to me, heals fully the negative energy that we feel about others. But I can also not want to... You don't have to go to that space with everybody. Well, no, 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 no. I can just... But I get it. I could say that about everybody. I don't I don't think... I don't know if I would do anything differently if I well, was in your well, shoes. Well, I'm not or... saying just saying about it. I'm like literally feeling it right like feeling oh wow that person really did a wrong to others or to me and as much as that really sucks for me like this to me is a healing journey of people that create an out of control environment for you is can you can you get to the space of saying i would not have done it that way maybe i don't think that was appropriate behavior and i can see the humanity in them and appreciate that what they did was the best they could do with what they have. And I feel that I can't, I'm not just saying that intellectually because everybody can intellectually right. process it. I, I think I'll think her one day, not physically. Cause I don't think I'll ever run process, into her. Sure. Um, but I think this will be, yeah. I think this will end up being a great move. I think we'll see a lot of silver linings come out of this move. Yeah. And I, and I am open to that i think that also helps with out of control things is yeah. that any time in our life that at, we have been in the out of control mm-hmm. you know maybe that maybe the fruits of that hasn't shown up for a while or maybe it's been quick yeah but i have seen everything in our past really great stuff come out of really hard stuff yeah and so i think this will be another one of those things so maybe that will be one of our future podcasts is the silver linings of someone forcing you to live out of control so with that being said guys we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this how has long been was that a pretty long and out of control this was totally out of control <laughs> uh i don't know if this is a good conversation i hope you made it to the end because i think there is some value in the end as we got to it and though me and molly don't always see things exactly eye to eye we do value each other's perspectives so yeah and so we will continue to bring you more out of controlness. And uh, yeah, hopefully you have some insights on this. So leave a review and subscribe if you want to hear the next of this little saga. And I think we're going to talk about the motorcycle next week. Yeah. So Vroom Vroom's coming up next week. And uh, so see you then. Bye. Take care.